On paper, it seems like a not very dramatic conclusion to walk in the final run, right? Hey, but, gets it done. Yeah, that was uh, that's pretty cool. Nice call there by T. Rowe. <laughs> I'll be playing that a few times today. We'll yeah. see how the, how it goes. Good Never stuff. Know. Hey, this is a dumb question. I'm sure this is for a. Why don't uh, you preface every question that you ask with that? Well, I find it odd. That's the first time in three months that you've done that. In my defense, not every question. Most, you're right, but not every question I ask is a dumb one. Do you get an RBI? If you get if you draw that walk, yeah, you get an RBI. I think you even get an RBI if you're at the plates and Was well, like that would be counted as an error though. I thought that you did though, but yeah, yeah, you get. I mean, yeah, nice, not bad, easy. Well, that's cool, um, man. It sounded like there's a great crowd there too. Or did you? Edit that crowd noise. Then. I did not edit the crowd noise. No, that was Kurt Keeley yelling from uh, right field the entire game. It's uh, good that we could hear him. Which, out there speaking in Tulsa. of, I do need to mm-hmm. check in on the schedule and see when that Kansas State home series is coming. <laughs> to town. We need to be out there for sure. <laughs> I man. know. I'm not going to watch the game. I'm going to watch our fans. Um. Well, you said something that you don't of- often say. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll say something that I don't often say. You had me dying before the show started today. Oh, God, I was With laughing what? so hard. So there's a uh, question on our uh, ref Twitter page right now. What's your biggest pet peeve when it comes to other fans around you at an OU game? Um, I don't know. I-, I like to think that we put out Twitter qu- questions that are are good, um, you know, get interaction. You know, we don't ask who the uh, You're starting... picking fights is what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, we don't ask, like, <laughs> who the starting quarterback is going to be at the San Francisco 49ers. We actually like to post things that uh, people care about. But anyway, I asked that question, and Toby quote tweeted it and said, the guy I sit intentionally – the guy I sit by intentionally wears medium shirts that are too tight just to show off how much more muscular he is than me. And then you responded, what, what exactly did you say? I don't want to misquote you on it. I just said that I don't think Stats Kelly is any God, more muscular than you are. Give had, yourself some credit. Uh, that, that, that got me today. That was, that was really good. You had me laughing before well, the show Toby does, He does not sit by me, so I know he wasn't referencing me. And I also, I don't think I've worn a medium t-shirt since maybe seventh grade. So. Oh, whoa. Okay. XL only, we're, baby. We're Let's fibbing go. on the show today? Is, now, that's how we're doing it. Here's what I'll say about the XL t-shirt. I wear an XL, and some XLs are, are sized differently than other XLs. And do I like a tighter-fitting XL yes. t-shirt? Okay. Yes, he does. I will admit that. He does. I will admit that. I can't that. confirm that he does. So what of it? Well... Yeah, I did see you uh, trying to pick some fights out there. I wasn't trying to pick fights. I just was looking for some interaction today, and boy, did we ever get it. Oh, you fans. The older fans suck. I just I wanted people to complain about the student section mm-hmm. and complain about uh, fans that ask them to sit down that are sitting behind them. Yes. Is the student... We act like the student section thing is a recent phenomenon, uh, maybe not filling all the way up and maybe leaving a little bit early. It's hard for me to believe that 
the current student sections, it's the first time that the student sections bailed early on a football game to go party. Well, even at Alabama, Saban was <laughs> like right. a couple of years ago. Getting, I don't think it was just the student section, though. I think it was like the fans in general were leaving early. It sounded like Saban wanted people there taking attendance in the student section yeah. and not allowing yeah. them so to get in again if they it, leave. It doesn't <laughs> just happen at OU games. That That is true. But, man, when you look over there and the entire stadium is full but there's a giant hole at the top of the student section – yeah, we're used to it, and we know what's going to happen, but it, it's still kind of annoying when you see it, man. I, I just – there's no excuse to me why OU can't have a, a really good student section. Well, and no one's ever really found out why they, they, they haven't. I mean, is it just kind of the, the environment, the vibe? Like, I don't – I mean, we can spend the, the next three hours trying to figure out why that's the case, but I don't know why it is the case. Well, I don't think it's just any one thing. I think it's, uh, um, you know, it, it's a bunch of different factors that well, you got to start with the attention span, I think, and, and myself included. I think all of us have a shorter attention span than maybe we ever have because of technology. I think that factors in. I think... Um, I think just being a college student and there's this like feeling where it's never cool to be in one place for very long. Sure. You know, you've, you've always got to be where the next thing is happening. I, th- I think that is part of it. I think um, the opponents and some of the home games that we have are part of it. I think that the maybe the time of day and what's, what's going on uh, at that time of day is – Part of it, I mean, I think there's, I think there's a ton of factors. I mean, how the actual game unfolds. I mean, sometimes, let's be honest, the game is over at halftime. Well, when you're playing Not bad Big Twelve recently. teams, when you're playing bad Big Twelve teams all the time, that yeah, it tends to be the case. Now we've made a, um, we've made quite the spectacle of being able to turn even the most inferior opponents into. A one one hey, score game at the and end, and you got to give Muleshoe that. It has not been great home schedules, but he's made pretty much every single home game <laughs> a thrilling down to the wire finish. Muleshoe, so you can say there's something to be said about that. Unbelievable. Would you like to hear some of the responses on Twitter about uh, what's your biggest pet peeve when it comes to other fans around you in an OU game? Yeah, By the way, text line feel 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 free to uh, chime in on this one. Deborah says too much beer. After a while, it does get sloshed, and the slosher is sloshed. Yeah. Yeah. If there is a very fine line when someone's had too much, and like there's even a, a, a line past that whenever you've had too much and you're annoying every single person around you. Chris says old people. That's his biggest pet peeve at games. <laughs> Gary says the fans that smell like Taco Mayo. Uh, okay, yeah. JT says when they feel the need to stand in front of you where you can't see the game drives me crazy. This is probably the most polarizing statement out there. Right? That, that one right there. Um, because you have... One group that's screaming, hey, get out in front, right? 
And then you have the other group that's screaming, won't you get up and cheer for the football team? Yeah, yeah, you don't really know what to do. And there's a clash amongst those two parties that is never going to go one way or the other. Mike says, uh, farting on me. To which Jonathan <laughs> responds, glad I'm not the only one that gets crop dusted occasionally. Well, whenever you're sitting in close quarters with, um, you know, 80 plus thousand people, there's there's a lot of that going on out there. To your previous point, though, like here's two comments back to back. Sean says, people sitting on their hands. Robert says, uh, some of our fan base can be quite obnoxious. So it's, yeah, some people prefer one extreme. Half the fan base is ready for the SEC. Half of the fan base, eh, maybe not so much. Got some training to do before we get there. Should we we come up with a handbook maybe for for fan, uh, the way to conduct yourself? Here's the thing. I don't want people standing for the entire four hours. But I don't want people sitting for the entire four hours either. There's got to be an acceptable time to stand and time acceptable outs. time to sit. Timeouts. Anytime we don't have any live action on the field. Halftime. You got to sit down. Is that – can we do that? I mean, live action throughout a football game, you're really only standing. I mean, you're not standing as long as you think with all the uh, break in the action. Yeah, I guess. I guess what I mean by that is – Hmm. I don't know. I. I guess any time like the the ball is, it, it doesn't have to be during a play. I guess like any time like we've got action. Like we're not in a TV timeout. We're not presenting a, a plaque in the corner of the end zone. Like we're playing football. Anytime that's going on, you better be prepared to stand up. Just right? do like the uh, home basketball game. Stand up. Everyone has to stand up and clap until they score their first points. Yeah. Maybe just get a handheld, uh, like you should be able to log on and watch it on your phone so you can sit down and watch it too, I guess, uh, with people in front of you. I don't know what the, the, I, the only real answer to that is you're going to have to stand up yeah, to watch. I, so back, back to the obnoxious thing, I don't, well, there's a difference in being obnoxious and being passionate. Like, I, I like passionate people in the stands i want to be around passionate people in the stands i'm a high fiver after big plays and touchdowns mostly just touchdowns i I don't really do it every single big play that can be annoying but i'd like to be around a group that's going to give me a high five after a touchdown i I am totally cool cheering loud for your team getting really loud for your team but there is a line and i agree with the obnoxious when it comes to i'm sorry i I know we all know a lot about football. I don't care about your opinion on the play call on second and three, unless it's a jet sweep, of course. Mm. Just keep the comments to yourself for the most part, you know? I don't be know active, about that. be loud, be, you know, cheer, do all that, like support your team. But just the constant negativity and constant got to respond to every little thing that happens. Like, dude, calm down, man. Not that important. Yeah. I understand that. I I think it's okay to comment, but let's not act like you're Bill Walsh up in the. Uh, I don't need to comment. If you want to comment, that's fine. I don't need to comment on every single yeah. on every single play. I, I don't need to comment every single series. It, keep your play calling comments to run the damn ball. That's about all that's acceptable, right? 
Anything else is probably going overboard, but we will always accept asking the offensive coordinator run the football. <laughs> John from Brown O'Haver, who has a shirt that says run the damn ball. He says, definitely a high-five guy, and I love it. Yeah. High five, guys. There's nothing wrong with it. That's how you create a bond with other people that sit around you, by the way. The high five guys do tend to drive the energy in the section, but just like everything, all high five guys are not created equal. There's some good ones. There's some bad ones. Sometimes it's not the right time to start asking for high fives, okay? You got to read the room a little bit. Yeah, if you're down uh, 31 nothing and you get a uh, touchdown late in the third quarter. What if you're down Keep that high five to yourself. What if you're down 77 to 0 and get a tackle for loss in late in the fourth you quarter. You don't have high five, but that is permission <laughs> for your defensive lineman to do a celebration in the backfield. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, good That's stuff. a Johnny Jolly joke for uh, no one that caught that. 2003. We got a we got a smart listener base. You don't have to explain that one, I don't think. Well, maybe. Maybe we are get, that is starting to be pretty dated. That's 20 years ago, basically. Well, well. I'll say I don't want lame sitting by me either. Again, there's a line between obnoxious and passionate, but I also don't want a bunch of lames who, if, you know, we're sitting there and we're being kind of loud, they look at me and say, oh, oh, unbelievable. It's a football game. So it's supposed to act like that. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much, I feel like I am okay with all behavior Except for spilling your beverage on me or yeah, near me. It's a no-no. And Unless you're Colorado fans and do it intentionally to OU fans. If I am with my family and we've got – like bad language is going to happen. I'm not asking 85,000 people to, to not curse on a game day. That's not what I'm saying. But there has to be a decent – like threshold of you got to understand that that's way too much whenever I'm sitting here with my seven-year-old. And I will be the first to admit, I probably curse more than anyone I know other than my brother, okay? <laughs> so I, I get it. I get it whenever it comes to that. But you have to be able to know your audience a little bit. Dodger Blaine says, high-fiving your unknown neighbor is stupid. You haven't scored a touchdown or intercepted a pass or anything. Yeah, but you both bet on the game. Yeah, I mean, exactly. come on. <laughs> what am I supposed to do after a big play? Just turn around and say, gosh, I ain't going to high-five you, but that was a good old play from that boy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I like it whenever uh, the crowd gets going and it gets loud and uh, everyone's screaming whenever you're – it's – you could definitely be, definitely be a part of the action. There's no doubt about it. That's college sports is is great in that aspect that the venues, basketball, football, baseball all tend to be pretty intimate and and the crowd can definitely be a factor. So Colorado fans spill their beer cuz Coors sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Whoever sent that. Uh yeah. What's the rule in in Colorado? for marijuana in the stadium. Do they allow it? Uh, no, I, I don't think you can get into the game if you don't have at least an ounce on you. They force, the they yeah, force they, it they, on they, you? They force it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, you don't have, here, you have to take this gummy right now. They're, they're handing out gummy. My wish is the people and the atmosphere, like all that, like everything that showed up to the second half of the 
OU Texas game last year in Dallas. Oh my God! I wish every game could be like that. God, if every game could be like that, uh, it'd be amazing. And I know we talked about it a ton surrounding that game, but that is the best fifty thousand OU fan performance I've ever seen. It's not. I don't even know what's what's comparable. I wasn't at the 2000 National Championship game, but what I witnessed at the Cotton Bowl last year was uh, with those metal bleachers and everyone stomping on them, it was, it was uh, nuts, man. The National Championship was cool, but it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything like that. Um, the crowd really, uh, really had an impact on the game. Oh, crowd I, had an impact that day. We were talking the other day about special teams play, and when Caleb Kelly stripped that ball on that uh, kickoff coverage, I I really feel like if the crowd had like been able to see that and everyone knew what happened at the same time, they may have stormed the field right at that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, De- I mean, it was over. Declared after the that game over. Right. That was awesome. That was really really cool to to see that whole thing take place. That that play did that happen? I feel like that happened with like six minutes left. I remember OU makes this giant comeback. It's felt like this long day, and it's like dang. There's still six and a half minutes left. Oh, you might end up winning by 21 points at this rate. Yeah, no, that's right. And then we gave up a uh, a long drive for a touchdown, didn't we? Right yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who caught a uh, caught a caught a ball deep? Uh, who Worthy? Yeah, Xavier Worthy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I think that was good coverage too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good coverage. It was a really good right throw on. by Casey Thompson. Good catch by him. All right, quick timeout, opening timeout. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. It is the rush on the refs. Tyler and Teddy, we're inside the Brian O'Haver studio on this Wednesday. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. We'll get back to the text line momentarily. But uh, I was a little bit surprised, man, because it was just uh, another night at the ballpark for Sitter Softball last night, another run rule win. I think us as fans look at it and say, ah, okay, well, another run rule, whatever, 25 out of uh, 30 games now. Patty Gasso is not just as thrilled and as happy as we are about the team. You know, she's saying that they've got to get better defensively. Uh, She was uh, harping on leaving runners on base early on in the game. I love it. I think it's fantastic. But whereas a lot of us are claiming them as the best softball team ever, Patty's like, yeah, hold, hold up, hold on here. This team can get a a lot, a lot better before we hit the postseason. Right. Yeah. Um, I And she was saying the same thing last year, right? L- last year, she uh, – it was about this time, and maybe it was a little – even a little bit later in the season, she was saying, uh, we have to get better. Uh, we've done some good things. We have a really good record. We have some players that are having some fantastic seasons, but – like we, we have to get better, and we can get better. So I think she's probably on that that same you know mission right now. It's really hard whenever you have 
a a fan base that is as um, I mean it, it, it's a it's rat poison like Saban said. Yeah, to a certain degree, it is. Yeah. Now th- that doesn't mean that it creeps in on the team, right? And and there's a bunch of egos walking around uh, in the locker room. I'm not saying that, but it can creep in that like we we we've made it. Like we're we're good enough. Like what we've been doing is good enough to win, and that complacency sets in and. She's she's doing everything that she can to fight against that, which you always have to do. I'm not making fun. I promise. I'm actually just trying to bring up a point. It does sound a little bit similar to a certain football team in 03 finishing the regular season undefeated and, you know, going home for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and hearing how, how how great they are. Yeah. No, th- there is absolutely zero doubt about it. Uh, and I've said this a bunch of times. I I was at Oklahoma. You know that was my fourth season, and the entire time, I had really never heard any coaches say anything really positive about how good we were. I I I had heard things like, "Yeah, this this was a great play," or this guy had a good game or, you know, just different small things like that. But I'd never heard a coach talk about how good we were. And and then there was that stupid ESPN TV show or segment or whatever where they had – they ran that special and had all the – you know, we're asking all of our coaches about how good the team was – before we ever accomplished anything and, and we started to see that the coaches were saying how good we were and like give us credit for stuff and I was like, Hey, how about that? That's interesting. I didn't know that that was even a thing. Maybe we are pretty good. And I'm not obviously there's that's I'm not blaming anything on that, but it was was kind of a weird moment. Text line Definitely. says, what was that question from last year? Are they untested or unproven or something? Was that ESPN that asked Patty that? Hey, Patty, are you unproven or are you untested? It was it was something to that effect. I, I'm yeah. sure I have the audio of that in the system here. But uh, I don't feel like anyone's asking OU that this season. So that that's the thing, man. They, they're the most talented team in the country. I think everyone knows that. But really, they're kind of just – fighting against themselves at this point to try to fight the complacency. Luckily for them, they have such a deep lineup right now to where if you're not producing, you're not getting in this lineup right now. And there are so many players who are getting an opportunity like Lindsey Elam, Melissa Brito, and they're, you know, basically demanding, Hey, I'm staying in this lineup. I hit five consecutive home runs. Lindsey Elam is going to stay at catcher. So I think that that helped fights against that too, is just how much depth they have and how much back and forth. That helps. But it is interesting that we are considering the run rules a great thing. And I'm, I think they are. It shows how dominant you are. But Patty Gasso doesn't – I mean, she likes them, but there is a, a, a downside to it.
Yeah, Patty's not going to let this team get satisfied. That's one thing that I don't worry about. She'll find everything in her power to, to keep them humble one way or the other. And, you know, a lot of times that's whenever that's whenever coaches start making it really, really, really uncomfortable, you know, with every every little detail. And, you know, I don't know in in baseball or softball, I got to imagine it's like little things like like what people are doing in the dugout. Right. And, and in the locker room and on the bus and, and obviously whenever you make mistakes out in the field to play, but whenever you're playing really well and you're getting a lot of run rules, I, and I know there's going to be things out there in the field to, to correct and mistakes, but a lot of the other, like you have to take the opportunity on every other thing that you see as well, whenever you're not getting a whole lot of it out there on the field and, it can turn into pretty miserable existence whenever sure. your coach is taking that that uh, sure. that line. But hey, it, getting to the mountain is one thing. Uh, staying yeah. on top of it that's a that's a completely different thing. That's that's much harder. Hey, if you do not believe that the government is listening to our conversations mm-hmm. or Facebook or Twitter's listening to our conversation, I present you this on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Someone says, "Got served an ad under a Teddy Layman." comments um and it's a picture of 69 earrings you can get them in gold or silver so apparently there was a tweet about you that had your name in it and this individual right below that tweet there was an ad for 69 earrings and self-explanatory they're earrings with the number 69 on them in gold or silver that that not amazing that's freaky i don't even know I, it's freaky that that ad popped up. It's even freakier that that ad even exists. Like they took pictures on someone wearing earrings that have number sixty nine <laughs> on them. That is. I think hilarious. you should wear those in the booth uh, for a game at some point this year. But just I wear should. just wear one earring, not not both of them. Just, just one, one on your right side or something. I, you know, there's there's people out there that that do the earring thing and uh, the. The bracelets and the jewelry, not my thing. So could you, is some people walked up and were wearing like a big dangly uh, earring that had 69 on it. Maybe you wouldn't say much. It's like, okay, I get it. That kind of fits the personality a little bit. If I walked up anywhere and it doesn't even have to be that style of earring with just an earring in general, I feel like people would be like, are you okay? <laughs> Some, well, that's a good thing, right? What, they care about you. Yeah. What is what is going on? Uh, this is a pretty dramatic change for you. Yeah. So, pretty wild. Let me read one more. OU fans are honestly a trip. Never seen so many people show up yet leave at the start of the fourth quarter. Have also been told to sit down more times than I can count. If you want to sit down, seriously, stay home. I don't burn my vacation days to drive clear from Tulsa to sit on my hands. Either cheer those kids on for four quarters or don't go. Simple fix. Yeah. I'm with you. It, it, you know, and, and that's one of the things. And I think it's going to come, it'll come naturally when we go to the SEC and we're playing, you know, different opponents, new opponents, better opponents on a week-in, week-out basis. I think you'll start to get, you know, way more of of that type of fan buy-in. I think it's going to come. 
it's just it's incredibly difficult to ask fans to show up 85,000 and and be engaged all the way through a football game against Texas Tech. You know, whenever you you you're beating them pretty handily and I know that we've had some some tight games with with opponents that we shouldn't have, but I I can understand both sides of it. I'm not I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying that's what you should do. It's just it's kind of the nature of things. This man. one says the guy who snuck liquor into the game and won't share with me. It's their biggest pet peeve. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's still as easy as ever. Um, uh, I don't know. It's it's been uh, 2012 since I've God 10 years ago. Woo! Where is the time gone? I don't know. Amazing. Amazing. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. Stay with us. Oh, boy. What have we started on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? By the way, Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Someone says, I predominantly sneak liquor into college football games. Sometimes I even make my friends a liquor mule as well. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we had the comment, uh, someone saying, I don't take my vacation days to drive from Tulsa to Norman to the football games to watch fans leave at the start of the fourth quarter. Someone said, taking vacation days to come from Tulsa, is he coming by covered wagon? Um... I don't know. It's a good question. Now, remember, uh, we do have a lot of 11 a.m. kicks. and Some people work on Saturdays. Some people work on Saturdays, and maybe you got to leave, and you want to leave and get here the night before. I don't know. Um, maybe it is a Saturday workday, though. So, I don't know. But, yes, they're covering, coming by covered wagon from Tulsa. <laughs> I'm sure that's happening. Do you have to pay toll? If you're just going through, I mean, there's. Does that count? If you take the you turnpike, pl- you do. You don't have a plate on the back of it that they can scan now. Oh, you're it's talking all, about covered wagon? Yeah. We should put. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma should have one of those signs. You know how it has like um, two axles, four axles, yeah. like how much you have to pay? There should also be like horse on there and covered wagon. Oh, God. Everyone. You know, around the country would be like, see, I knew it was like living in pioneer times around here. Which, that's my main beef. I feel like people do travel on that turnpike specifically in covered wagons because, you know, the speed limit in some places is 80 miles an hour on that road. And it never fails. It's almost always a really old, crappy RV or a U-Haul. I thought you were, were going to say person. <laughs> it's like, whoa. No, no. It's usually the olds today. an old, bad RV or a U-Haul that is going 55 miles an hour and creating a massive traffic pileup. It is beyond frustrating. Uh, my favorite thing is uh, driving north on I-35 after the show uh-huh. back to OKC. Yeah. And there's a massive traffic jam that slows me up by about 10 to 15 minutes. And there's no wreck on our side of the highway. It's Lone on the old, other side of the highway. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. The the turkey necker uh, oh, gosh, traffic dude. jam. You want to see me rage out at about 6.30 at night? Right, that's, that's good. That's what does it. I'm. It's, it's nice to see you get passionate about something. I know. About time. See, I have that 
problem every day in every drive, no matter what happens. I haven't been in the same car as you since 2016. It's been about oh, good going on six years now, and that's a decision that I that I made. It, that was a life choice Smart. that I made. Smart. Mm-hmm. I don't drive poorly. I just. I just drive angrily, <laughs> all right? Um, I was going to give you, before we hit a, a timeout here, okay. I was going to give you a chance to prove how smart you are. All right. I was, because we were talking about how great the OU Texas game was last year. Can you remember the last time OU Texas was more than a one-score final Score more than a one one score difference. Twenty twenty was not twenty nineteen. They had a now this is tricky. They had, it felt like they had a two touchdown lead the entire game, but I can't remember if Texas ended up making it a one score game. Or it was not. tied ten ten early in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I remember OU had a two score lead at some point that game, or it mm-hmm. felt like it. So I'm going to come back to uh, I'm going to come back to twenty nineteen. Excuse me, twenty eighteen. No. 2017, no. 2016, no. 2015, no. 2014, I'm going to guess it was... Uh, OU won a close one that day, too. I'm going to guess 2013 when Texas beat OU pretty handily. Texas beat OU 36-20. to that is the last time it was more yeah. than a one-score difference. It's a bad day. Josh Heupel, you should have let Blake Bell run the football. I, I don't know. Uh, Taysom Hill did it on two torn mm-hmm. ACLs and ran for like 600 yards three weeks before that, but he didn't run Blake Bell that day. In the, in the last 10 years, it's only happened twice. 2012, we beat him 63-21. 2013, 36-20 Texas. Since then, one-score game. Every year, and the reason I was thinking about it is like how awesome the games have been recently. And by awesome, I mean tight games. We didn't always play to our capabilities. I understand that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying the outcome is is crazy. The um, the 48-45 game in 2018 was um, almost the reverse of what we did last year. Um, you know what's crap yeah. about all those games, though, is you can go down the list and in the past decade, probably four or five of those, maybe even more, is, is going to stand out as, yeah, man, that was hard fought. That was probably the toughest game of the year for OU that season. But I don't even know the last time OU's gotten credit for that win. I know. That's well, what sucks about it is here's what's crazy. it's such a hard-fought game. It's a tough win every single year, and you get no credit whatsoever for winning that game because Texas sucks so bad. No doubt. It, it's amazing. The last decade has been super, super tight football games, highly contested, but they've gone like five and seven three times in that decade. I know. It's nuts. I, last year. Last year was... 55-48 come from behind win by Oklahoma. That was a 5-7 and seven football team that lost to Kansas uh, by Texas, which that was kind of the coming undone moment for them. Like They, they had looked no, fairly it, decent it's up just, to that point. It's, we've talked about it. It's typical Texas. Like They'll show up and look like a 10-win football team that second Saturday in October, 
but at no other point in the year do they resemble what they show against OU. I mean, that is a front-runner mentality if I've ever seen it. They can get up for one game a year against their biggest rival, but they can't do it consistently throughout the entire schedule. And they've shown no promise of doing that for over a decade now. So it's one of the many reasons why I don't buy Texas in 2022. Do I think they'll play OU close? Of course! I go to that game every year. I watch that game every year. I know Texas is going to show the best version of itself. But they won't against Kansas State or Iowa State or West Virginia, or Oklahoma State. You cannot judge Texas based on what we see. So they'll yeah. be what they've been for during the decade of suck. They'll probably be a 7-5, and 8-4 and four football team this year and play OU down in the final two minutes of the game, which to me is so blanking annoying. It's so highly annoying. Well, what makes you think OU's not going to show up and play to I'm the best hoping of their so. ability? It hasn't game? happened in a while. I asked you a couple months ago, like, hey, probably looking – too much into this, but BV's coached in this game. He's coached in blowouts in this game. He knows what it means. Like, will he be better at getting OU ready to play that game? And we just kind of threw around like, eh, way too early to tell. I'm hopeful that that's going to be the case, that a guy that has a ton of experience in this game, and maybe that doesn't matter at all, but maybe it helps you because it's been a while to where we've walked out of the Cotton Bowl and said, wow, OU played a really good football game today. Right. Um, yeah, I think he'll have them ready to play in that game because like, all like, you can't show up on Monday before OU Texas and start asking them to play well. That starts right now, and with what I've seen, they're getting ready. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up. Hour number one next. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Uh, You might want to stay tuned until next hour, top of the 4 o'clock hour. Teddy was at practice today, and uh, he'll unveil all the scuttlebutt on what's going on at practice today. Hey, real quick before we move on, do you have your uh, Rose Bowl jersey at home? Because someone sent a picture and saying, hey, uh, does Teddy have this? Uh, Fingers crossed because I paid a lot of money for it. Hmm. You have your Rose Bowl jersey at home? I don't know. I maybe have to go back and uh, and check to make sure, but I don't know. I would say I would be wary of any jerseys out there, not just me, of anyone that claim to be authentic game jerseys. You don't know if you have your Rose Bowl jersey or not? Um, Seriously? Not totally sure. God. (laughs) Jeez. Not surprising, still disappointing. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Talking some football next. Mm. 